we're going to be talking about walking in the light this morning. Um, these verses in Matthew are some of my favorite because they're really visual. I'm a visual learner. Um, I do better when I can see stuff or when I can when I can have like a mental picture in my head. And um, I don't know. It's just the, these are verses that have always stuck in my head. And uh, when given the opportunity to share with you guys this morning, this is this is what came up. And so we're going to dive right in and get on in it. All right. Um, let's pray first. I want to pray. I need to pray. <clears throat> God, I thank you for this morning, God. I thank you that you meet us here. Uh, you meet us wherever we are. Um, God, I thank you that uh, that you've given us your word. I, I, I thank you that you've given us music. Uh, God, I thank you that you've uh, given us a way to worship and to praise you. And and um, and God, I just pray that in these next moments we can we can just. Uh, Focus on you and focus on whatever it is you want us to learn. God, I pray that you will speak to our hearts and uh, that we will be um, that we will be bold enough and brave enough to to listen to you and and to and to live it out. And uh, we thank you for all you do in Jesus' name, Amen. All right, <clears throat> so let's read it. Matthew five thirteen through sixteen. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt should lose its taste, how can it be, how can it be made salty? It's no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand, and it gives light for all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. <clears throat> I think the key there to think about while we're going to go through all of this, is that it's all about Jesus. At the end there, it said, give glory to your Father in heaven. And you got to keep in mind that it's all about Jesus. It's all about God. Like, why are you here this morning? Why did you guys get up and come to church? It's, it's got to be all about God. It has to be. Um, otherwise, it's just... A bunch of self-help stuff, right? Uh, God wants to help us. He wants us to, you know, be able to get through the hard times and everything like that. But it's got to always be about God. The focus has to be always about God. And so that's what I want, hopefully, us to keep our minds on while we're going through this. And so the first part of that verse in Matthew is, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt should lose its taste, how can it be made salty? It's no longer good for anything but thrown out and trampled under people's feet. So before, uh, what was that guy, Emerald? You guys remember Emerald? The pow guy. Be cooking, and he'd throw something in there, bam! Uh, so before Emerald, and before the, I don't know the guy's name, but who's the guy that does the steak and then he does like that on top of it? Have you guys seen that guy? He's like some Middle Eastern guy, I think. I don't know. Anyways, it doesn't matter. But anyways, so before those guys, you know, uh, salt had other uses for it. You know, before there were preservatives and all these other things that you could, you know, chemically make and make your meat last longer and make beef jerky and all that junk. I don't know. But anyways, so salt was used for preservatives. It was used for sanitation to keep things clean. You know, if you have a cut and you need to get it clean and whatever, it'll burn like heck. Put a little salt on that sucker, it cleans it. It's amazing. God made something awesome when he made salt. So 
that first verse, uh, what comes to my mind is, is we're, all, we're all called to a life of purity. If we are the salt of the earth, we're all called to a life of purity. Okay? So what does that mean? Well, in Romans 12, 1 through 2, we'll get there in a minute. There we go. Uh, Romans 12, 1 through 2, Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice. All right? Holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. There in the end, again, it's all about God. It's all about so that we may discern what is good, pleasing, and the perfect will of God. Not about us. It's not about what we want. Bobby talked last hour about training and training in righteousness and mainly talking about kids. And you, we can't, we can't, you can't let a kid, I can't let my 7- and 10-year-old decide what's good for them, right? Because if they decide what's good for them, you know what they're going to eat for dinner every night? Ice cream. And I probably would too. But... Uh, Ice cream, you know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't let even ourselves as an. I hesitate to call myself a grown man, but <laughs> partly because I'm not even that much taller than these blocks, but I feel like a big kid sometimes. But anyways, so even as a as an adult, I even hesitate to say that. I don't know why. Even as a even as an adult, uh you know, I struggle with, with making the right choices, right? Who, who can agree to that? Who, who struggles making the right choices, all right? It's tough, all right? And so we have to have that in mind at the end so we can discern what is good, pleasing, and the perfect will of God. What's the will of God? This, this thing right here is full of it. It's full of it. It's full of the will of God, all right? So, therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of mercies, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. If we're called to a life of purity, then our mindset should be that our bodies, our actions, our words, even our thoughts, it says, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Our minds even have to become transformed. Right? I'm pretty good at at making show and making it look like I got all my stuff together. But I'll tell you what, inside my brain, inside my head, it's messed up. I, uh, you know, if I want to be true, like, I judge people a lot. You know, in my head, I judge people a lot. Does it come out and I'm, am I rude to people? Maybe sometimes, I don't know. But I'm human, you know what I mean? Like, it just is what it is. I'm, I'm, we're constantly at battle with, not with flesh and bone, but with things of the Spirit, right? I'm at battle with my flesh all the time. And anybody, you can read other verses, anybody that says that you do not sin, you are fooling yourself. We're all sinners. We've all fallen short, and we need Jesus. But transformed by the renewal of your mind, it's even got to go to that. We even have to transform our mind. And how do we do that? Well, we... Focus on the things that are good. We focus on the things that uh, God has taught us and that God has called us to. Reading our Bible, praying, coming to church, you know, hearing about God, 
be transformed by the renewal of your mind so that you may discern what is good, pleasing, and the perfect will of God. If we are all called to a life of purity, then our life has to line up and our life should look like something that God would, would be pleased with. What is good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. All right? It's not about good and pleasing ourselves because we get in trouble there, don't we? When we just try to please ourselves. Uh, I get in trouble with my wife all the time about that. <laughs> you know? Um, so a call to a life of purity. Is that something that's important to you? That's a question. That's a question you have to ask yourself. And the question that you have to ask yourself, is purity an important thing for me? And how do I even obtain that? Well, it's nothing uh, that you can do on your own. It's nothing that I can wake up in the morning and say, you know what? I'm going to be pure today. I'm going to, I'm going to make all the right choices. I'm going to say all the right words. And I'm going to do blah, blah, blah. You know what's going to happen five seconds later? Boom. I'm going to, I'm going to wreck it all. We have to wake up every day and seek Jesus in all of it. We got to seek God in all of it. All right. Next little bit of verses there. These, this is the, the most visual to me and I love it. And it's kind of funny. And, uh, Matthew, uh, back to Matthew five, uh, verse 14, you are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand, and it gives light to all those in the house. If it's dark outside and you got a light, who's going to light that stinging light and then cover it up? Nobody. That's the dumbest thing you could do. It doesn't make any sense, right? All right? So as Christians, what this is talking about is, is we're the light of the world. We are called to to brighten things up. That's the second point. We'll get to some verses about that anyways. So we're called to brighten things up. If we as Christians are called to brighten up the world, then we can't hide the things of God inside of us. We can't hide the things that God's teaching us. We can't hide our call to a life of purity. All right? It's all, it's all related. It all goes together. We can't neglect our call to a life of purity. All right. Everybody's at a different stage of that, and that's okay. Okay. But what we can't do is if we are all being renewed and being uh, being purified to be Christ and into Christ's image and to Christ's likeness, we can't ever make it there in this world, in this earth. We can't ever be like Jesus because Jesus was perfect. Jesus was sinless. We can't do that. So we can't ever get to the point in our brains where we say, all right, well, I'm good enough. All right? I mean, that's a pretty, you know, the, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a carpenter, and the thing that I hate is the good enough mentality. You know what I mean? When you're, when, when you, when you, when you're fixing a surfboard and somebody says, hey, you know, uh, I got this huge ding on my board. Uh, can you fix it? And I'm like, well, you know what, man, I did. I did. It, it's good enough. It'll keep water out, you know. But you know what the good enough mentality of fixing a surfboard is? You take that solar resin and you, you just squirt it on top of there. Some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about, but it's okay. But you just squirt that solar resin on top. You make a big glob of it. You know what? It's good enough. It's going to keep water out. But <laughs> it looks terrible. Right? 
So the good enough mentality, we're called to brighten things up, all right? We're supposed to make things, we're supposed to show Christ's likeness. So let's read these verses here in Ephesians 4, 11 through 13. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers to equip the saints of the work of ministry to build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of God's Son growing into maturity with a stature measured by Christ's fullness. That at the end there is what sticks out to the most to me. Growing into maturity with a stature measured by Christ's fullness. It has to be measured to Christ. It has to be measured to Him because if it doesn't, then it's all subjective, right? If everything, if, if everything that we were going to measure and say what's good, what's pleasing, you know, what's the right thing to do, if we just all give our own opinions about it and leave the Bible about it and leave what God says about it, then who's, who's right and who's wrong, right? It's all subjective. There has to be a, a constant. There has to be something that is, is the absolute truth, okay? And the absolute truth is measured by Christ's fullness, okay? So that's what everything has to be measured by. That's what our purity has to be measured by, and that's what, what the way that we act in the world and called to brighten things up, how we're supposed to reflect Jesus in this world, that has to be measured by Christ's fullness, by Christ's likeness. Because otherwise, then it's all subjective and, 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 and we can get in a good enough mentality. Right? We can be like, oh, I'm good enough. And I'm guilty of that too. And, you know, to be honest, uh, again, in my brain, I don't, I don't always do the best, and probably even outwardly I don't always do the best. But that doesn't mean that I get complacent with that and that I I just become okay with it and that's who I am and I am, you know, I am who I am and I'm just going to deal with it and I'm not going to keep pursuing God's likeness, Christ's likeness, all right? You guys following along? Yeah? Cool. So, let's finish up Matthew 5. So, in the same way, let your light shine before others, so that it may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Again, it's all about Jesus. It's all about seeing our good works, your good works, so that God will receive the glory. Okay, It's all about God. Because if it's all about us, then who's the God? Us. We're treating ourselves as God. And we're not God. We can't be God. We don't deserve any of the glory. We're not perfect. You know, we don't, I don't, I don't deserve any praise. I don't deserve any worship. Because I know, I know who I am. I know the things that I've done. I know my heart in certain situations. And as, and as much as I have, as I have surrendered all these things to God, and I'm and God's still working on me. I know that I'm not perfect, um, and so let's read these verses in Colossians. These are these are good. This 
this, uh, this always hits home with me and something I think about a lot. Colossians 3, 23 through 24. Whatever you do, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord and not for people, knowing that you will receive the war, reward of an inheritance from the Lord. You serve the Lord Christ. All right. So if it's all, if we're all called to give glory to God in everything that we do, what is it that you do throughout your day? What do you do for work? Some of you may be retired. Some of you, I know you're a fireman. You know, like, so everybody's got something to do, right? And everybody can go about their days and do it for different, uh, for different motivations or, um, or whatnot. But what this is challenging us right here, whatever you do, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord and not for people. Because you know what happens when you start doing things for the Lord and not for people? It's good enough isn't good enough anymore. You know what I mean? So if I'm, as a carpenter, I'm sitting here building something, and I know I'm doing it for God, guess what? I'm going to do it the best I know that I can do it. You know what I mean? Is it going to be perfect? No, I'm a human, right? I'm not a machine. I can't dial in things, and I can't make everything down to the, you know, 64th or even more than that, you know, I mean, the human eye, I don't even know what it can see down to, but it's not going to be perfect, but I'm going to do the best that I know that I can do, and that's how I'm going to do it. And so whatever we do, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord and not for people, knowing that we'll receive our reward of inheritance from the Lord, knowing that God will honor it. God will honor our attempts to to do the best that we can for him right so is that what you guys are doing that's the that's the next challenge if we're called to glorify god is that our purpose is that our intent with everything that we're doing are we doing it as we would do it unto the lord or are we doing it as we were doing it to glorify or to to please ourselves or to advance ourselves or to better ourselves or to whatever we're doing right because in the end, if that's what we're doing, then it all, it, 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 that's all temporary. Our life is temporary, and there's no eternal meaning in it. But if we do it under the Lord, it says here, knowing that we'll receive a reward of an inheritance from the Lord. And that's a cool thing, right? So let's go back, all right? We are called to a life of purity, Okay. So what does that look like in your own life? What does that look like in my life? Well, uh, what that looks like in my life is the things that I know that God has convicted me of that he doesn't want in my life. I have to be honest with myself and be honest with God about those things, and I have to, I have to surrender them. I have to say, okay, God, you've told me that you didn't want this in my life anymore, so I'm going to give it to you. And what that means is that you say that you don't want it and you want God to give you the power to not want it anymore, right? That verse in Romans, it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Unless you ask God to change your mind about it, then your mind's not going to be changed about it. But if you ask God to change your mind about it, guess what's going to happen? Your mind's going to get changed about it. And then he's not going to give you those same desires and wants anymore. And that's what it all gets transformed into so that in the end, it says, so that we can all discern what is good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. So are you offering yourselves as a living sacrifice every day? 
And if we're, never, if we're never to the point of perfection, if perfection is measured by the likeness of Christ, then every day there should be something that we can surrender to God. Right? <clears throat> so you fill in the blank for what that means for you. Right? It's going to be different for everybody. Nobody's in, in here is perfect. And God doesn't want us to stay that way. He wants us to be perfect. <clears throat> We're called to brighten things up. Jesus came to this earth and He died and He gave us His Holy Spirit for things such as this. For, for, many, for other reasons, but for things such as this. To give some a prophet, some, some apostles, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers to equip the saints, to equip us for the work of ministry to build up the body of Christ. To build up the body of Christ. To build up indicates to, you know, maybe one, to encourage, but to build up, to, to bring people in here to church, to congregate, to fellowship, to worship, uh, to, to be brought into God's family. We were called to be that, to, to, to brighten things up and to, and to shine our light, to let our light shine. And, and if we're acting like a bunch of numbskulls and being, you know, rude to people and acting like we're all better than everybody else, we're not doing that. You know what I mean? We're not building up the body of Christ in that sense. We're actually pushing people away. So how are you doing on that? And again, I know that sometimes I don't do so well. A uh, personal example of that is uh, I, I like to surf. Um, in case you didn't know, I got surfboards on and I'm not wearing shoes. Um, but I like to surf, and I've been surfing for uh, quite some time now. And anybody who especially has grown up in one particular location, which I've lived in other places, but I'm, I'm, I would consider myself to be a local here at Surf City. And it's a lot different when I was a kid, and old man Larry was in there in the mix. You know, when I was a kid, like, localism was a legit real thing. Like, up at the pier, you didn't surf at the pier unless you were from here. Right, Larry? And if you didn't, if you weren't from here, somebody was going to let you know that you weren't from here. <laughs> right? And so, that's the mentality that got ingrained in, 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 in me and in my generation. And it's changed a lot uh, since then. There's not, as, there's not as many waxed windshields and flat tires and, you know, all kinds of stuff as there was when I was a kid. I'm not saying any of that's good, or I'm not condoning that, but a lot less people will be in the water, I'll just say that much. Um, but, but that mentality was ingrained in my head, and so that's, that's it's, it's in me, you know what I mean? Like, I can't, I can't get it out. I mean, I can, but I can't, if you know what I mean, Right? And so, if, if I'm called to, to be God's light, I'm called to be God's light in the water as well. I'm not called to just, you know, share the Word of God here and hang out with the kids and, you know, be all encouraging and then out in the water be a giant, you know what, and yell at people and tell them to get out of here and who are you and, you know, whatever. Like, that's, that's not what Jesus would do, you know. Um, and so for me, that's something uh, 
in my brain, my, my mind has not completely been renewed from that because lately, if I'm going to be honest, I've been struggling with that. In my brain, I'll see somebody come up that I don't particularly care for in the water, and, and I'm just, I just don't feel good about them. You know what I mean? I'm just like, what are you doing here? This is my spot. This is my ways. <laughs> you know? And I don't, you know, I don't act out, and I don't, I don't say anything to them, but it's in my brain. I don't want it there. You know what I mean? I don't want it there. And I've been praying to God lately about that. I'm like, God, I need this out of me because I know I'm not, I'm not being like your son when I'm, when I'm feeling like this. Because I'm not going to be, what I should do is if somebody that I haven't seen before, I should just go and pat them and say, hey man, how's it going? You know, what's up? That's what Jesus would do, I think, right? But I don't do that because in my brain, I'm like, I don't want all the waves and he can't have any. That's what's going on my head. <laughs> And that's terrible, right? It's terrible, but it's true life. You know what I mean? If everybody's honest, they've got something just as bad or worse going on in their brains than that. And there's probably worse things that I have going on too that I'm not going to share with you guys. (laughs) But everybody's got struggles, right? Everybody does. And so if we're going to be called to be God's light in the world, we have to transform our minds. We have to we have to live a life of purity. And it's all got to be because God does the work in us. It's not because we can't do it. Because if I did it on my own, I would be yelling at people out in the water. I would, I'd, be, I'd be losing it on my kids all the time. You know, there's just all these things that I would do that, that I catch myself and I ask God to help me with. And God transforms my heart and my mind about them. And that's an amazing thing. It's something that I can't do on my own because I've tried to do it myself and it does not work right? So it has to be about God. It all has to be about God, because if it's not, then we're all doing it on our own, under our own strength, and it's just, it's just not going to work out. And it's all got to be about glorifying God, that last point. It all has to be about pointing people to Jesus. That's the whole point. That's the whole reason we're here, is to worship God. It's, it, it is, in a sense, about helping ourselves, but it's not us helping ourselves. It's, it's, it's worshiping and surrendering everything to God, and God helps us. You see the difference? There's a big difference. And so that's what I want to challenge us with this morning. I want to challenge myself with what God has been challenging me this, this week and past week, because I've been sitting on this for a couple of weeks. But walking in the light, am I walking in the light, or am I walking, or am I just cruising around and just kind of just existing and doing whatever Jordan wants to do. Because I know that I have a, a father in heaven, and I know that he has a son that came down and he died for me, for all the junk that I've done, and for all the junk that I will do, and it's all been forgiven. And because of that, I want to do everything, whatever I do, I want to do it from the heart, as something done for the Lord and not for people, okay? I want to treat that guy out in the water the way that God would do it because I'm going to do it because I'm going to do it for the Lord and not for myself. And I want to know that I will receive a reward or inheritance in heaven and that I serve the Lord Christ. I don't serve myself. So that's what I want to encourage you guys with this morning and, and, and this week and the rest of your life is to spend every day, everything that you do, is to do it as you are doing it unto the Lord.
Let's pray. God, I thank you uh, for this morning. God, I thank you that. God, I thank you that you're patient with me. Um, God, my, I, I fall short so many times, and 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 I can I can keep it all together on the outside, but in the inside, I'm we're all just so broken, God. And uh, and God, I thank you that 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 you come to us. God, you come to you came down to us. And I thank you for that. God, help us to honor that uh, with with living our lives as a living sacrifice and doing things uh, in a manner that would be that would be pleasing and that would glorify you. God help us to to shine your light in in, in this dark, dark world. And, uh, and help us to treat everybody the way that, that you would treat them, the way that, that, that Jesus would treat them. Um, God, help us to, like Bobby always says, help us stay so close to you that we don't miss out on anything. God, help us to, to not just constantly be pursuing our own agendas and our own, uh, you know, the, the things that we want and the things that we think we need. And God, help us to, to just surrender it all to you and just do everything as we were doing it for you. Um, God, I just love you, and I, and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.